What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the DFS OGs podcast. We are rolling things into the playoffs wildcard weekend on deck. Six games for us all throughout the weekend. Uh, We're going to give you our thoughts on each and every game, dig into some of the props, some of the trends. Uh, Looks like a fun weekend of games. So playoffs, always a fun time in the betting world, DFS world, some big contests out there uh, as well. So we will discuss every single game here. Excited to get into things. We are presented by our friends over at BetMGM. Make sure you head over there. Use promo code GRINDERS. Still alive with that promo code. That's going to get your risk-free bet up to $1,000. And what a better time to take advantage of that offer. Also, scoresandodds.com. You've heard us talk about it all season long. Make sure you check it out. We'll be utilizing it here on the show, looking through some of the lines at the different books, see if there's any anomalies, any different prices out there we can take advantage of. Uh, But we will focus on BetMGM's spreads and totals. Let me bring in my boys, Chop Noto. Chop, we'll start with you this week, buddy. Playoffs, always a fun time. Two of your guys' teams made it. Mine decided to uh, to take this year off. So we'll talk about your Cowboys. Sure, you're excited. Matchup with old Noodle Arm. Chop, how we doing today, brother? Doing good. One of the be- better times of the year for football, to be honest with you, when it comes to the NFL. Like, that weekly grind gets old after, you know, several weeks and kind of monotonous. And this kind of rejuvenates it a little bit because everything means so much. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, can't wait. Excited. We get Saturday, Sunday, and Monday night uh, this year in this uh, wild card format. Noto, congrats, buddy. Jags pulled it off. Home playoff game here against the Chargers. So, got to be excited. We'll dig into that game. How we doing, brother? Yeah, Jags pulled off the comeback win with negative yards in the fourth quarter. Uh, pretty hard to do, but they uh, managed to do it. Sorry about your Packers. You know, I was rooting for them. One of my favorite bets of the week. And kind of seemed like they had that game in hand until they, that field goal hit the upright. And then it kind of just swift or changed the momentum up a little bit. Yeah, it did not surprise me with Detroit coming in hungry. I know there were some concerns. Once Seattle won, what's Detroit going to do? And we talked about it. You know, Dan Campbell was not going to go into this game and, and, and sit guys, rest guys. So Detroit was simply the better, the hungrier team, uh, a team that, uh, future looks bright uh, in the Detroit uh, for the Lions. So uh, we'll see next season on them. Uh, we always do a, a preseason props, totals, Super Bowl bets. So maybe the Lions will be a part of that. But let's dig in to the games, guys. We'll start on Saturday. First game up for us, Seattle, San Francisco. Huge spread in this one, as you'd expect. Uh, opened at 10. It's come down a little bit. Sitting at 9.5 uh, here at MGM, Pretty much across the board, 42.5. Uh, looks like the consensus total on this one. So, Noto, we'll start with you. These teams that uh, we've seen uh, this matchup before, San Francisco has won both. Uh, they've ripped off 10 wins in a row, putting points on the board seemingly every week uh, with Brock Purdy at quarterback Seattle. And kind of back their way in. You got to give them credit. You know, survive that missed field goal, survive Baker Mayfield. Uh, they are here. Do you give them any shot here? The big spread, nine and a half. And, and it looks like. You know, some money going towards the Seattle side of things here. Which side do you land on? Any props you like? What are you doing here to open us up? Seattle, San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, if you think the game's going to be close, certainly don't hate the Seattle side. But they say uh, you, it's always hard to beat the same team three times in a season. I do not see the Niners losing this game. There's no way. 
Uh, I don't think the the Seahawks are going to be very competitive. They probably should have lost last week. They got the benefit of a bunch of calls in the second half against the Rams last week. I was kind of hoping for the Steelers to sneak in. Um, I thought that would have been – or sorry, uh, I got confused. The Lions to sneak in um, as the last spot in the NFC. But anyway, uh, yeah, I think Niners better defensive team, better offensive team. I don't think uh, they're going to have any problem on the ground or through the air. So I'm going to take the Niners – and I feel pretty good about it. All right, we'll go to Chop. I, I want to lay out a few trends here. We mentioned San Francisco won both of these matchups. Uh, they've been putting points on the board, and, and that's the bet I like the best, guys. Is San Francisco uh, over on their team total? Uh, I think that they're gonna they put up thirty three or more uh, in five of the last six games. Now, the issue, the only time they didn't do that uh, in that stretch was against Seattle, twenty seven and twenty one points against the Seahawks uh, in their two matchups here, but. That's the bet I prefer. I'm with you. I, I would go. I would actually. I'm on the San Francisco side here. I, I think they roll uh, Seattle one and seven against the number over their last eight games. So they have not been covering games. So San Francisco over for me. Chop uh, is my favorite play. What do you got here? Seattle, San Francisco. Yeah, the uh, I'm, I'm with you guys. The third third time they've seen each other here. Divisional game here in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, you know, at San Francisco early, it was really early in the year. You can't take much from it, but you know, 27 to seven without McCaffrey and the game 21, 13, a couple weeks ago, that was in Seattle. That's a tough place to play in general. And, and to go in and win by eight on the road against a playoff team is, it's pretty good anyway. So now you're back in San Francisco here. Yeah. I, I, man, it'd be hard for me to see, uh, like they've given up 20 points total to the Seahawks this year total in two games where are they going to find like is it magically going to find some offense this week maybe but i don't see it happening so i'm, I'm, I'm on the first close side too all right let's go to la jacksonville up next latest numbers the chargers two-point road favorites here uh, in jacksonville total at 47 and a half noto we'll get to you here anxious to see uh, are you going to back your team here? Are you going with the road team? Opened up at one and a half, so it's ticked up a, a little bit. Looks like twos across the board. Uh, FanDuel sitting at two and a half, uh, heavy juice uh, on the Jacksonville side of things. Total again at 47 and a half. So, Chop, we'll go to you here. Two uh, young upstart quarterbacks uh, here in the playoffs matching up. Jacksonville survives uh, Tennessee. The Chargers kind of surprised some people uh, last week in Denver. You know, the line was moving. I uh, got all the way to six, I believe, yet the starters were still out there uh, in that game. So a couple of quick trends for you here. L.A. 5-1 and one against the number uh, over their last six on the road against teams with winning numbers. 4-0-1 oh, against the spread over their last five. The under has hit in five of the last six for the Chargers. And Jacksonville at home, unders have hit in 11 of their last 14 home games. So with that being said, Chop, under is, is where I want to be on this one. It's a little scary because we know these offenses – can get it going. We saw Jacksonville drop 38 on this team uh, back earlier in the season in LA, but I like the under 47 and a half uh, as my preferred play here. What do you got here? Chop chargers, Jaguars. So we, we got six games. So we got a little bit of time here to fill and I'll, I'll start it off with a little, a little rant of like, please. I'd like to know the logic from some of these coaches in some of these decisions to play your starters in week 18 when there's zero on the line. And when I mean zero, like they could not move their position. 
a couple of them, including the Chargers. And so what happens, of course, Mike Williams goes out, throws out his back, didn't practice yesterday, don't know about today, didn't see the report, but he's highly questionable. And if he plays, you got to wonder if he's even nearly at full strength. All be- and, and, and Herbert also limped off the field at one point, and it was like, oh, man, you had to put your face in your palm of your hands going, what is this guy doing? There's no – why? There's no reason to play these guys. There's there's no such thing as building momentum into the game next week into the play. Man, come on, man. That's, it's a joke. I don't I don't understand it. So it's just bad coaching all around. And uh, it might have cost you Mike Williams now, which is a, a key figure in your offense. So, But even with that injury – I think I'm on the Chargers here, respectfully. No, no, I hope, you know, hope, hope you guys win. But just if I was going to bet it, I think I'm leaning Chargers just because, you know, Jacksonville flashed some really ugly offense last week, man. And I can't get that out of my mind right now. Like, it was not good at some points. Chargers are slowly but surely getting a little bit healthier and healthier on defense, and that matters. And, you know, as long as Keenan is healthy and Eckler's healthy, I think you can sustain the loss of Mike Williams this week. Maybe not moving forward, but this week you can. So I think altogether, I'm on the Chargers here. Yeah, my lean is the Chargers here as well. Sorry, sorry Noto. I, I just I think they're the more talented team. Uh, when you just line these two teams up, it's cool to see Jacksonville in the playoffs bouncing back uh, from a horrible season last year. But I'd lean the Chargers. But again, I'm going to go to that under 47 and a half. Uh, as the preferred play here. Noto, what are you doing? It's your Jags. I know you tend to be pessimistic here, but do you believe they can win this game? And if you're betting the game, which side are you on? Yeah, I love the old life hedge, uh, betting against my team, but that's usually when I don't care if they win or lose. Um, this spot, I mean, I have to either just not bet the game or go with the Jags just because I don't want to have uh, you know conflicted interests here. Um, you know, Dan Bach, uh, CEO of Rotogar is obviously a big Jaguars fan. He was watching the, the week 18 game against the Titans with uh, Soccer Dave and Cal Spears, the old CEO. So uh, he was outnumbered uh, two to one for Titans fans last week. But uh, yeah, I got to rock with the Jaguars. And like Chop said, um, you know, some of these coaches, some of the decisions they were making. Um, how about the two play calls in the Jaguars game last week? We had the Titans run that it was kind of like a hook and ladder, but Burks threw it like 10 yards forward, um, just straight in the air as he was getting tackled. And then the very next possession, the Jaguars get the ball. And they run uh, a crazy reverse where Lawrence could have just handed the ball off, but he decided to pitch it over his head. Um, just some of the plays that we saw in that game were, uh, were, were pretty incredible. I'm rooting for the Jags. I probably wouldn't suggest other people bet on the Jags because I don't have a strong take on it, but uh, I'm excited for it. So I want to get you guys' takes on the Texans. I mean, you got a Ooh. shot at the number one pick. Uh, you you go out and you, you play a competitive game. Then you go for two and the win at the end of the game, which basically gave that number one pick to Chicago. So no, no thoughts on that real quick. And we got some extra time here to talk about some other stuff. I, I was a little surprised. Then you start hearing reports. Lovey Smith was going to be fired regardless. So was it a, and F you, I'm going to, I'm going to go out. I'm going to win this game just to stick it to you. Uh, just kind of a shocker that, you know, on, kind of on chops ran here, same kind of concept. Why take that number one pick away? And maybe they thought, Hey, Chicago don't need a quarterback. We're not worried about it, but you got to think too many teams lining up at the door, talking to Chicago about trading for that pick. And it would make a ton of sense for them to move that pick, accumulate as many picks as you can. They got a lot of holes to fill uh, on that team. And maybe Houston likes, both of the quarterbacks the same, or maybe they're a Will Levis team. Who knows? But uh, just thoughts on that real quick note. I was kind of surprised Houston going for the win there. 
Yeah, the only possible explanation is that Lovey Smith knew he was going to be fired. Um, it's not going to be hard to, you know, rally the players and try to get them to win because, I mean, some of them won't be there next year. A lot of them want to put, you know, good film on tape. So, I mean, I think it was just had to be Lovey Smith. Um, big F you to the organization. And what a way to go out. Um, I thought it was it was something uh, bad for the organization, but uh, it, it was interesting for sure. And a tale of two loveys, I believe it was back in week one against the Colts where they played for the tie when they should have been going for the win. And then when you're playing for, should be trying to lose, you go for the win. Chop, any thoughts on Houston and that uh, debacle in Indianapolis? Baffling. Just baffling. I, like, I understand if if Lovey said, well, we don't know, maybe that's the reason why Lovey got fired was because of the win. We They've got, got to there he is. you got to like call down to your quarterback and say, Hey man, make sure we don't if, if even if the coach is trying to win it, call to your quarterback and say, make sure we don't win this game. Like you got to do something. There's just too much leverage in having the number one pick. Even if you don't want it, you can trade and get just a gold, a gold mine of other picks. So I don't, it's just baffling, man. All right, let's move to Sunday. We'll open up with Buffalo, Miami. Uh, this number obviously been on the move, opened up at 10 and a half. Uh, we are up to 13 here pretty much across the board. Uh, see some 13 and a half, even total 43 and a half. Uh, obviously the news, Skylar Thompson expected to start once again. Chop, I know you're a big fan of Skylar Thompson, but uh, Buffalo uh, looks to be in a good spot here. Uh, dispatched the Patriots uh, last week. Uh, big team total here for Buffalo. And that's another one like San Francisco, rather than worrying about the backdoor Betty, I don't mind hitting these team totals on San Francisco, Buffalo, the bills have scored 28 or more points in six of the last eight games. Their team total sitting at 27 and a half on DraftKings right now at minus 115. So uh, that's the route I want to go. I think Buffalo, the play uh, on the spread, uh, but Buffalo's team totals where I'm looking chop. What do you got here? Miami Buffalo. Uh, you know, if Tua was in this game and he was healthy from what we've seen this year, this is probably like a three-point game coming down to the fourth quarter. He's been They've been very competitive with Buffalo with Tua in there. Skylar Thompson, on the other hand, not an NFL quarterback. Uh, you're asking him to uh, come in here on the road and play with a banged-up Waddle and a banged-up Tyreek Hill, both having missed a little bit of time last week with, with like, lower body injuries. Yeah, my only trepidation is that the Bills are like, you know, the big post, the letdown from the DeMar first game back, you know, special teams touchdown. Now it's an exhale and a letdown early in this game. Other than that, I think the Bills roll them. So the spread jumped up a lot. That's a big number. But I mean, from how's Dolphins, I was worried they couldn't score a point last week to get into the playoffs. Uh, what are they going to do on the road against Buffalo? I don't, I don't say I like Buffalo here. Yeah, I mean, you, you score nine at home against the Jets. Uh, now you got to go on the road here uh, and face this Buffalo team. So, you know, they had some success on the ground uh, last time these two teams met, but Mostert uh, looking like he's going to be out. So you're down to Jeff Wilson. And if I'm Buffalo, I'm loading up the box. Skylar Thompson, you're going to have to beat me. You're going to have to make some throws here. And I don't know that he can. I, I'm with you, Chop. A lot of worries there. And this one, I feel better about. Of the big spreads, I feel better about going with Buffalo uh, than San Francisco. I think Seattle has a chance to potentially keep that game close. 
I don't see a scenario, Noto, where Miami keeps this close. So I know we love to, to look at those alternate spreads as well. You know, Buffalo as high as minus 20, 21. I, I think they could roll here. I'm with Chop. So uh, I'm going to be seeking those out as well. What do you got here? Dolphins, Bills. Yeah, I agree with everything you guys said. Um, you know, Bills Mafia is going to be going crazy for this one. And we talked about it a lot in the middle of the season where the Bills were big favorites in a lot of games, and they just kept winning these really close games. They weren't covering the spreads. For the last two weeks, they were eight-and-a-half-point favorites against the Bears, won by 22. Last week, they were eight-point favorites against the Patriots. They won by 12. So they're starting to cover big spreads again. They're starting to get going, uh, getting that momentum. Their offense is clicking. So, yeah, I really love Buffalo in this spot. And felt so good about them winning. I added uh, the money line to all my golf bets this week. Didn't didn't do much to the golf bets, but I mean, get you a uh, you know from eighteen to one to twenty one to one, something like that. So, uh, yeah, go Buffalo. I think they uh, just dominate in this one. All right, let's move to Giants Vikings uh, Minnesota minus three. That has stayed steady since open total has come up a little bit. Open forty seven and a half. That's up to forty eight. There are some forty eight and a halfs out there. Uh, as well, we just saw this game on Christmas Eve. Uh, Vikings survived 27-24. Now, I want to point out some of the betting splits here, and that's some of the stuff you can find uh, at scores and odds. Right now, guys, and, and this changes. This is fluid. Uh, this can adjust very, very quickly. But as of right now, the bet's about split on this game at 50-50. 91% of the money, though, is backing the Giants here. Uh, so no, no thoughts on that. We've talked about Minnesota being a fraud. Now we get to put it to the test here. I'm on the Giants here. I, I think they can go on the road and win this game. I don't hate a money line play. I think we get another very close game in this one. So I like the Giants plus the three points here. What do you got here, Noto? Oh, man, uh, I'm right there with you. I like the Giants. Uh, if you just look at uh, – we've been calling both of these teams frauds all year. It's kind of funny that they uh, ended up playing each other in the first round, but – Look at the Giants offense. It's been much better over the last, you know, six to eight weeks of the season. Their defense still isn't very good. Um, and the Vikings um, over the last six weeks, they've been the worst rush or rush offense in the NFL. They just haven't been able to run the ball. They can still throw the ball. But I think that's going to be uh, a big deal um, from coaching. I do like Dable um, a little bit better than O'Connell, both rookie coaches. So I'm taking the road team. And, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's see what Chop has to say. Well, I'm going to back our case here, Noto. A couple, couple interesting trends here. The Giants were incredible uh, against the spread this season, 13-4 and four against the number, 7-3 and three over their last 10, 6-1 and one against the spread on the road this season. Minnesota just 4-5 and five against the number at home uh, so far this season. So the trends are with us here as well. Two out of three in the Giants camp. I know it's a divisional foe for Chop. We'll see if he can set that aside. Chop, what do you got here? The battle of the frauds, Giants, Vikings. Yeah. So uh, just to kind of say uh, reiterate some of the things you guys were saying, the Giants, probably the best part of their defense is their, is their two defensive tackles. And Notorious highlighted Dalvin Cook not being able to run anyway. I don't think they run the ball. So I think it's a pass or you in a game plan for the Vikings. And on the flip side, Dayball has shown me that he can adjust, man. He can call plays, and he's done a lot this year with what? Are the, what's the what's the phrase? Making some chicken salad out of you know chicken, whatever, right? Like chicken salad out of chicken shit. You can say it. Chuck. He's nine six and one, nine seven and one. That last week doesn't even count because they didn't play anybody. Like they rested everybody. So 
he's done a lot with that. He's a good he's a good coach, good offensive-minded coach. I think they have a good game plan. I think the Vikings have to be arrow-oriented here. I, I think uh, their head coach has shown a really nice ability to scheme open his best players. And sometimes that hasn't – like just Justin Jefferson, the monster season, but sometimes that wasn't even Je- – when Jefferson couldn't be schemed open, look at what he's done with K.J. Osborne some weeks this year. And T.J. Hawkinson's had some slate-breaking weeks. So I think he's a good offensive coach. What I'm trying to say is I think the three is about right on the money. So I like the over here because I think we're going to get some fireworks. Over is hit in six of the last seven for the Minnesota Vikings. So we saw, what, 51 in that last meeting uh, on Christmas Eve. So I don't hate the over uh, in this one either. All right, Ravens-Bengals on Sunday night. Cincy up to an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. That has come up from six, actually eight here at BetMGM. There are some eights out there, eight-and-a-halves. There's a seven-and-a-half. So kind of all over the board on this one. Total way down there at 40-and-a-half. No update on Lamar Jackson, Chop. Not sounding good, though. Uh, Huntley sounds like he is on track, so at least uh, they'll have him under center here. But without Lamar on the road, Cincinnati, a tough draw. Obviously just saw this game uh, last week since he didn't look great but got the win here. Uh, What are you doing with this big number here, Chop? Ravens-Bengals. Yeah, the whole Lamar thing, I kind of – I thought he was going to play. I kind of thought, you know, he's just kind of resting up. He had plenty of rest. He is going to play this week. But then we got the word today that it's just, like, really looking bad for him. And Tyler Huntley just doesn't do it for me, man. So it throws this whole game into flux of what I wanted wanted to do with it. So I kind of don't know, man. I guess uh, I guess I'll take the over because it's such a low number. And I, I know Joe Burrow can – theoretically pass on anybody and this isn't a terrible matchup for him he's got his weapons so i think they can hang a big number and then the the Bengals have struggled with mark andrews in the past so maybe that can generate you a couple touchdowns right there so i'll lean the over because it's such a low number but uh yeah huntley over lamar being in this in this lineup is kind of kind of messed me up here so i don't want to touch the spread yeah, I'm off of the spread here as well. Uh, you know, if I could have caught it at the six under a touchdown, uh, I'm likely more inclined. I would be on the Bengals side, but at eight, probably leaving it alone. Uh, the total, a little. I'm with you. I lean the over on it, but uh, probably just looking at props in this one. Again, maybe a Cincinnati team total uh, is the way to kind of avoid, you know, taking the over and then and Baltimore not doing their part here. I do think Cincinnati – uh, going to put some points on the board. Couple trends: Baltimore one six and one against the spread against the AFC North this season. Cincinnati nine one and one against the spread. Their last eleven at home. So we know they've been very good in their home building. Noto, uh, is it enough to back them at minus eight though? I don't know. Uh, everything that you look at is going to point towards the Bengals, especially if it's not going to be Lamar. I mean, I swear this spread was seven yesterday. Um, so the news today must have, uh, you know, made the made the spread even worse. But man, just John Harbaugh in the playoffs. These teams know each other so well. Um, they know each other's strengths and weaknesses. You just get the feeling it's kind of going to be an ugly game. And for that reason, I'll I'll take the big spread uh, on the road with the Ravens. But not a game that I feel great about. I would probably just tease the Bengals down myself uh, to two and a half, something like that, and then uh, you parlay that with something else. Yeah, I mean, you could throw together a, a Cincinnati, Buffalo, San Fran teaser yeah. and uh, come through all those the, the key number there of seven. So uh, don't hate that at all. That, that may be the way to go as well, kind of 
eliminate, you know, the, the six, seven point game, potentially not covering that eight. So uh, options there, uh, teasers for you. All right, Monday night football. And I don't know how I feel about the, the playoff game being on Monday night. If you guys have thoughts on this, I mean, I guess it's more rest now, less rest though, heading into the next round of the playoffs. It seems uh, kind of like a money grab for the NFL to spread this thing out uh, as much as they can. But here we are. It's still playoff football. Chime in on that if you guys want. We got Dallas, Tampa Bay, Dallas sitting as two and a half point favorites right now. 45 and a half uh, is where the total sits uh, in this one. And this one's got some trends as well as far as bets and money. Uh, and it's the Tampa Bay side, Noto, that, that's garnering uh, the bets and the money. 64% of the bets, 83% of the money so far. And again, th- this changes. This is fluid. So uh, it's not stuck in cement here. The over, uh, also some big discrepancies, 36% of the bets, yet 75% of the money uh, on the over here. So uh, some big splits there in bets uh, and money on both the spread. The total will get the chop here in his Cowboys momentarily. Uh, but Noto, Tampa Bay, not been good against the spread. Uh, that's for sure. Some of their trends, 4-12 and 12 against the spread this season. 1-6-1 and one against the number at home. But the over is hitting four of their last five games. Dallas, the over is hitting five of their last seven. So trends point to Dallas and point to the over. Agree or disagree? I don't mind the overplay, um, and I'm rooting for the Cowboys. I really want to see the Cowboys uh, advance to the next round, but give me Tom Brady. I mean, all season we've been saying, look, the Bucks are going to sneak into the playoffs because their division sucks, and then Brady's going to have you know one or two more big games because that's what he does. So I'm going to blindly take Tampa Bay at home, but uh, I'm rooting for your Cowboys, Chop. I smell a bet here. Smelling a bet. So Chop and Noto here. I would tend to lean the over, and the reason is exactly what you just laid out. Betting against Tom Brady, especially in the playoffs, especially in their backs against the wall, has just been bad business for 20-some years now. I lean the Cowboys. I do think they're the better team. Tampa Bay dealing with injuries here. Dak has has to have some control here. Cannot turn the ball over, uh, which has been an Achilles heel for this team. But the over, likely the way I'm going to go on this one, all right, Chop, want to hear what you think here. Your Cowboys on the road Monday night against Old Noodle Arm. You know, Tampa Bay has not been good this entire year, and nothing has changed through 17 weeks. Well, I've seen nothing uh, these last few weeks to tell me that they're any better than they were when we were writing them off earlier in the year. There's nothing, you know. No, I can't see it. What's changed is injuries for the Cowboys. They are, you know, just because the team doesn't lose your quarterback or your number one wide receiver or a big name guy doesn't mean you don't, you're not beset with injuries. And they are. They're really bad on the defensive side, especially, but it's caught up to them now. That defense is not good for Dallas right now. They, people wonder why they're kind of breaking down and giving up these big games this last part of the year because it's not the same defense. It's just not. So because of that, I can't touch the Cowboys. I just don't know what kind of team they are right now. Maybe they, you know, theoretically they should go out there and be able to, even with the injuries, they should be able to get to Tom Brady and uh, do some damage and and win this game. They should still be the more talented team, but I can't touch that. But I'm with you on the over just for that reason, because if uh, if Tampa goes out and scores some points, well, then they're going to let Dak drop back and air it out. And then we're getting, you know, hurry up offense quite a bit in this game. And, you know, that just leads to massive points. So, I think there's too many. And then on the other side, if the Cowboys build a lead, 
Brady dropping back into the two-minute offense for two and a half quarters is going to be phenomenal for the over. So I think there's too many ways that the over can hit, and I think that spread is very much like a flip of the coin. So I'm taking the over here. Yeah, I mean, the concern with the over is we've seen both of these offenses really look bad at times, you know, and really bogged down when they get to the red zone, a lot of field goals. So uh, that's the concern, but uh, that's the preferred play, I, I think, for me is that over – uh, on this one, just counting out Tom Brady is very hard to do. I agree with you, Chop. That team has looked horrible. Couple late drives, you, you give them credit for that, but uh, the body of work has just not been there. Their numbers against the spread are terrible. Uh, should be an interesting game, no doubt. So, all right, that does it for the games. Anything else? Super Bowl predictions. Let's just jump ahead here. We will be back next week. Uh, last week will be next week. We'll go over all the games next week. Be a nice, quick show. Uh, nice, quick, easy listen for you guys like this week, uh, right around 30 minutes here. But Super Bowl predictions, any thoughts in DFS or anything you guys want to add? I don't want to throw you under the bus here, but uh, any thoughts on the weekend overall, anything we didn't talk about? Noto, we'll start with you. Uh, yeah, if we get um... – you know, the, the the favorites in all these games to advance, we're going to have an incredible weekend uh, of football next week. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that, uh, hoping there aren't any bad teams that advance. You know, if it's the Jags, uh, I'll, I'll take it. Um, of course yeah, other will. than that, yeah, I, other than I that. I you're trying um, to reverse jinx right now. <laughs> but, no, it should be some great games next week. And it's uh, setting up to be a great Super Bowl. And this is a random thought, but do you guys know any people that are – Cowboys, Yankees, and Lakers fans. I have three different friends that are all fans of these three teams. They didn't grow up together. I, I don't know how this worked. I don't know if they just picked the best team of each sport when they were little or if this is just a Utah thing or, or what. I know a few people that, that they're, you know, Alabama. And, and whoever's like the, the mega power that's been good for a while in a sport, like all the teams you just, you just mentioned, kind of like America's team in each sport. Uh, it makes sense. I know a few people. It, it's the old, you know, the, the old championship chasers. They just want to be on the the teams that are winning everything. So, uh, no, no. Do you have a Super Bowl prediction? You got to call it right now. Who, who's going? I think I like the Bills. I like the Bills. All right. Um, and then, oh, sorry. Do, do you want me Go to pick ahead. an NFC team? Yep. All right. Uh, Bills Niners. Bills win by a touchdown. I have Bills Niners as well, I, and I think San Francisco uh, wins the Super Bowl this year. Uh, you can still get – you can bet on these matchups. You know, you can look ahead now. I saw – I think it's 8-1 to one was the latest I saw if you wanted to go that route. But uh, this is a fun – you know, if you, if you feel strongly about something, grabbing a, a Super Bowl matchup, don't even have to, to pick the winner in that one. Obviously, the winning uh, Super Bowl winner is out there as well, but – uh, chop threw his hands up. Does that mean we're all in agreement here that it will be Buffalo and San Francisco in the big game? So I'll say as far as the Niners are concerned, it, it worries me that everybody I hear is on the Niners, except for like Philly fans, diehard fans. and But it seems like everybody's saying the Niners, and that scares me because I love – I've been I've been on the Niners bandwagon since the day they traded for McCaffrey. Does worry me a little bit. They got a quarterback that's a rookie. How's he going to handle that? I don't know. You know, there's a. But imagine if you ever gave Shanahan a real quarterback over the years, he'd he'd be awesome. But it's just a good all around team. So I'm on the Niners too. But it's worrisome that everybody likes the Niners. I wish. Well, I look wish at the road. That, that's, that's. I know the that's thing. the I mean, thing. It is Seattle. So, and then you're going to get the, the Giants or the Vikings, likely, and it's the team that can go on the road to Philly yeah, and win. That's why. Well, I'm I'm on. I was on them. I just think they're the best team, even if they didn't have the the easiest road 
I just think they're the best team, period. So uh, you got that working. I think in the AFC, while I, if I had to bet on it, I would bet Buffalo. I guess my my one thing, I would say this. I think the winner in the second round, Cincinnati-Buffalo, the winner of that game is going to go to the Super Bowl. I think that Buffalo, if they win, they're kind of like built to compete with Kansas City. And it'll be a neutral site, too. So I think Buffalo can win that. But Joe Burrow, that's might be outside of the Niners. And even if you include the Niners, they might be playing the best football in the NFL. Cincinnati is at just the right time. And uh, if they can get by Buffalo, they kind of have they own Kansas City, right? Burrow's three and oh against them. Never scored less than 27 points against them. Like they got something over Kansas City, so I'd be very worried about that if I was if I was Kansas City. So I think the winner of that second round game with Buffalo Cincy might just be the the team that goes on. So just for the sake of being different, I'll throw I'll throw a, a, a monkey wrench in there and I'll say Cincinnati versus San Francisco, and finally San Francisco closes the deal this year. Yeah, that takes me back to like 1989 or whenever that Super Bowl oh, was. Oh, so. John Taylor, little John Taylor yeah. post route, man. Yeah, so, yeah, that's uh, one of those was a close game. I, I want to say so. Yeah, I mean the worry with that is Buffalo, Cincinnati just destroy each other, you know, and it's a war. And then you you limp into Kansas City. My issue with the Chiefs is their defense. We, we know the offense is electric. Can they stop anybody uh, on the ground through the air? Uh, that's the worry. I mean, you look at all of these teams. Look at a San Francisco. They're good on both sides of the ball. Kansas City, great offensively. Uh, that defense is going to cause issues. And maybe they just outscore everybody uh, here in the playoffs. But that's my worry uh, with the Chiefs here. So anything else, guys? Anything we want to cover? Anything you want to toss out here? Final thoughts here. Again, we'll keep this short, sweet, uh, and we'll look forward to, uh, to these games. Chop, we'll stay with you. Final thoughts here, Wild Card Weekend. Yeah, just, uh, you know, sit back and enjoy it. We got this weekend and we got the next weekend. And, and then that'll be kind of like winded and down for us. It won't be the DFS prize pools are still there, but just two two games and then just a showdown. That's not that, that really not my cup of tea. But uh, so I'm, I'm going to thoroughly sit back and enjoy this thing this weekend from Saturday afternoon all the way to Monday night, which, by the way, I, I don't like. like okay, I was going to just ask. I, I hate that. I, I think, think, it, I think it's weird. Just disgusting. Give us three and three. Three Saturday, three Sunday. Don't push us into Monday. We don't need it. Not only is it a disadvantage for one team right there or whoever wins got to go on and get a little bit shorter rest in the big weekend next weekend, but it's just not necessary, man. Just give us three solid on Saturday, three solid on Sunday. You know it's all about the the almighty dollar chop. You already know that with the NFL, but uh, I agree. No, no, final thoughts here, wild card weekend. Yeah, I agree on the Monday take. I was going to ask you guys if this was the first year they were doing it because uh, it caught me by surprise. I don't ever surprise. remember a, a Monday. That's why it threw I me off. I thought they did it last it. year. I, I can't, don't quote me on that, but I thought they did it last year for the first time. Yeah, I don't remember. But uh, what about a dark horse? You guys got any dark horses? Other than the Chargers, I think they're kind of the popular one. If there's a team that's not, say, you know, the teams we've talked about, Buffalo – the, the Chiefs, uh, the Eagles, and the, the, the Niners. Chop, I think it's your Cowboys. I, if there's any team in, in that I look at in the entire playoff pool that could go on a run, of course you can make a case for Tom Brady, uh, of course. But 
Dallas has what it takes. Now, those injuries could be a factor, but offensively, defensively, I think they can go to any building and win. Uh, Dallas would, would be a dark. If you're looking for a dark horse to bet, you know, the numbers have come up on uh, the big four favorites as of now. Dallas would be it for me. Noto, what about you? Yeah, I was going to say the winner of that Dallas Buccaneers game. Um, probably going to have, have the best shot. Uh, will they play Philly? Yes. Okay, so, yeah, I think that's a winnable game. I mean, I, I like Philly, but they've kind of been beatable towards the end of the season. Don't know, you know if Hurts is going to be you know, completely back. So, I'd say the winner of that game. Chop, I'm guessing yours is the Bengals. If you consider the Bengals a dark horse, absolutely. I think that they've got just as good of a chance to win the AFC as Buffalo or Kansas City. Kansas City a little bit just odds-wise because they get to skip a game and all that other stuff, but – I think they've got just as good of a chance to beat any of those teams head-to-head as the teams have to beat them. So Cincinnati would be the team, I I say, sneaking in there. Chop, what the hell happened to TCU? I mean, as a college college football guy. Out everything, but my goodness. As a college football guy, it's not surprising. I, I mean, like you say what happened to him, I say that if they would have won that game or if they would have kept that thing down, took that thing down to the wire, that would have been, I think I would have been sitting there going, what happened to Georgia? But that what that happened on, on uh, Monday night was not, that's what should have happened. That was not surprising at all. I mean, Georgia covered the over by themselves. Uh, they, they hit their team total yeah. at halftime. They, they went over that chop. If it was Michigan, what kind of game do you think it would have been? <laughs> Just curious. It would have been a tighter game. Just theoretically, because the you know, Michigan could have burned up a little clock. It still would have been a four four plus touchdown game. It's just Georgia, Georgia and Alabama are on a different level, and now Georgia has surpassed them by a pretty good margin. Georgia's just incredible. They, I don't think people understand that back in the day that you used to be able to go Texas, Florida, California. That's where you recruit from. Somehow Georgia snuck in there and might be just as like prolific with the college talent as any of those spots. So Georgia somehow they're they're good, man. The state of Georgia pushing out high school players into college, and then that's kind of carried over to the Georgia Bulldogs. They're incredible, man. So like they're just the best. I, anybody that their toughest matchup was the week before against Ohio State, and they almost got caught slipping. And once they got past that one, it was lights out for whoever had to face them in the finals. Last question. Does does the old man, 48-year-old Stetson Bennett, have any future in the NFL? He might be a clipboard holder, man, but that's about all I like. No. Just a real quarterback going out there on the field and playing – a lot of downs in the NFL, no chance, man. That's like, first of all, I don't know how you guys feel. It's just a little bit weird to me sometimes when guys are like 24, 25, 20. I saw Chris Winky, Florida State years, but was 27, 28 <laughs> years old. was 30, I thought. Like, it's, that's a little bit weird. You're playing against 18 to 22-year-olds. That's kind of like the college range. Just to me, it's a little bit weird when you start getting up into 25, 26, and you're still playing with basically the kids out there. That's it's kind of not fair, but whatever, man. Wasn't one of those punters they said like 30 years old? 
I There's, swear I heard something. Like one you, of them, we were both Google. Australian, but one guy yeah. was like 30. But go Google some stuff online about some of the older guys in college now. They like with the rules and like we never thought about it, I guess. But theoretically, we could go back to college. And a lot of old geezers are doing it, man. Going back and trying out for football in their 40s and 50s, it's bizarre. But I want no part of it, but good luck to them. Yeah, I can hold a hell of a clipboard if that's what it took. So, no, no, any thoughts on that, uh, Georgia, Stetson, Bennett, uh, any of that stuff? No, not really. There's a reason why I asked Chop for his scouting report on guys I don't know because I, I don't watch a ton of college football. But, uh, yeah, they should make a rule. It can't be over 25 uh, unless you're over 35. And then, and then let them back in, you know. Oh, you're going to get an old man killed 35 out there playing with the young bucks, man. That's, that's where you get the problem. So, all right, that'll wrap it up here. We appreciate you guys for listening. We appreciate uh, the support of BetMGM. Again, that promo code grinders for a risk-free bet up to $1,000 scores and odds.com going to have you covered top to bottom those betting splits, checking odds across all of the different books and premium picks uh, loaded up in as well in all the different sports. So, Make sure you check that out. Golf is back, so no noto on top of that. NBA uh, in full swing in this incredible weekend of playoffs. We appreciate your guys' support. If you're on YouTube, do us a favor. Hit that thumbs up button. If you're listening on a podcast app, go ahead and leave us a review if you guys enjoy the show, uh, and we thank you for that. For Chop, for Noto, I am Beer. We are the DFS OGs. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy Wild Card Weekend, and we'll see you next week. Kick off the new pro football season with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up at BetMGM using bonus code GRINDERS and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 years or older to wager. 19 or older in Ontario, new customer offer only. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117. For confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789 in Tennessee or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi and Ontario. If you have any questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York.